It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. On board on a Friday and, well, a little it's, more than 24 hours it's to go. It's like Christmas Eve. Dennis, right <laughs> this time tomorrow, I will be in a vehicle heading west to Frankenmuth, and it's going to be euphoric. When I get the word about the cancellation, I'm going to wait until you're at least to Birch Run before I uh, send you Why, to, so I can at least go shopping? <laughs> It will be about this time. I plan on leaving a little before 10, and it's it's just going to be amazing. I'm, I am like I feel like a kid on Christmas Eve right now. I've been waiting for this for two months, and I think it's going to – I hope it's going to be a great football game. I think it's going to be a great football game. I mean I, – I, So, I mean, th- that part – I'm not worried about it. I think the kids will take care of that part, and I think the coaching staffs will take mm-hmm. care of that part. Um, I, I hope that uh, the weather is a little more like uh, Thursday than Friday. Well, yeah. But, um, we can't control that either. And and you know what? Once the game gets going, you're really not going to notice that stuff that much anyways. No. No, especially since I'm going to be in the booth. Thank goodness. Like, adrenaline alone will keep you warm for the first half. Yes. As long as it's a close game. I just don't want it to be like, and, well, if Rain City goes up by 21, that would be – very nice. Cause yeah, I wouldn't mean, complain about that. I mean, I have a short trip next week. Yes. But, but no, we're going to break that down. Um, we ran some numbers on North Branch yesterday, and good God almighty. <laughs> it's video game numbers. Yeah, I, I said, I can't remember which one it was, but I said it to you, and you just kind of sat there and stared at me with an open mouth for uh, about I, I remember which one it was, and when, when we get to that, I'll tell you, but. Like, you, you just kept naming it. Like, it was not just one stat. It was another stat and another stat. And you go, and it's like, oh, wow. Like, I don't know if we've had a team that dominant in the area in a while, at least statistical-wise. Well, I just, again, I, I like the fact that um, North Branch is, is on a website where they give you all these crazy one, I could have done a lot more. I could have given you their third down stats and, and all kinds of really if cool stuff. I, and I didn't even go into like what their defense was doing and how little they were giving up. Well, I'll just tell you this. Because the offensive numbers were so staggering. If your team was putting up those numbers, I would buy a blimp and put them on there. <laughs> they are ridiculous. It's going to be a football Friday, our first one since, what, mid-November, and I couldn't be more excited. All right, uh, and uh, we'll uh, get uh, started uh, talking about the three football games that are set for uh, Saturday. Well, there's more than three, but the three that we're interested in set for uh, Saturday. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Bean here for TP Logos in Marysville. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium, TP Logos has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery, custom screen printing, and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including things like Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They're open weekdays 8.30 to 4.30 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. You'll get it in days with TP Logos. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Derek Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Since 1923, Mama Vicky's has been Port Huron's original Coney Island with two convenient locations to serve you. Mama Vicky's Downtown is open Monday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mama Vicky's North End is open Sunday through Thursday from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Fridays and Saturdays they stay open till 8 p.m. With delicious Coney dogs for only a buck 59, you can make every day a Coney day. That's right, Coney's for just a dollar 59. Mama Vicky's, a port here on Original since 1923. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. 
You're back with Dennis and Brady on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports.com podcast. A football Friday preview for Saturday's regional finals. It has been 56 days since the last football game. This is the fourth time this game has been scheduled. <sighs> but it's here. Tomorrow, after I go to bed tonight... I will get up, I will put my suit on, I will eat a nice breakfast, and I will head up to Frankenmuth to do Marine City versus Frankenmuth, a regional final game, and I could not be more excited. Doesn't it, like, it feels like we've waited forever. It does, and we have. So, I mean, Marine City fans, you know what, I mean, is at stake. You're trying to go to your second semifinal in three years, which I think is kind of we haven't really talked about that enough. That they're trying to go to their second semifinal in three years, and probably would be three in a row had they gotten a break last year, one way or the other. So a semifinal for them. You look at Frankenmuth; they've made the playoffs eleven straight years, and they—I mean—they've made a couple semifinals. They this is usually where they end up. So this is going to be two like titans colliding. Uh, when I talked to, I went down to practice earlier in the week. Coach Letson basically said it remind Frankenruth reminds him of Marine City like ten years ago when they were really starting to become that consistent regional final team that's looking to finally break through. Frankenruth is I do not believe has played for a state title during this playoff run. No, they have not. They've made it to a couple semifinals. Never actually played for a state uh, championship. I'm sure they're looking to do it, but, I mean, it's going to be a good game. Marine City, uh, if, if memory serves, when we started uh, doing their playoff games, they started to let it air out a little bit. They let Jeff Heslop throw, especially early in the game. And with the weather supposed to be decent right now, 34 and partly cloudy, only a 10% chance of precipitation, 5-mile-an-hour winds. That sounds like weather you can throw the football in. So let me ask you that. Do you think they change it up? And do you think it's a good idea to change it up or, or to just stick with what's worked? Well, I mean, what's worked, they've ran the ball. But, I mean, Frankenmuth runs the ball too. They know what kind of offense they're going to see. This is a game that, I mean, two, I believe it was three years ago. Yeah, three years ago in a uh, 2017 uh, district final it was back then. Marine City fell them and... That game was back and forth early in the game. Special teams played a big factor. Um, Marine City, I think, what's worked for them, I mean, it's just been run the ball, run the ball. But what you're going to see is you're going to hear Charles Tigert's name a lot. I bet you he's going to catch passes. He's going to run it out of the backfield. I wouldn't be surprised if their offense sputters for a little bit. Maybe they just put him at quarterback for a few plays just to give him that dimension running the ball. Frankenmuth's quarterback um, from everything I've heard, is closer to a Tiger than a Heslop. Heslop more of a pure passer. Tiger more of just an athlete back there um, who could throw it. So that's the thing with Frankenmuth. Their quarterback is able to run the ball. He will be another option for that team. And they have a few. It seems like they have about two or three guys. They don't go as deep, but their top guys are, are really good. They have a big, big old lineman um, that they like to run behind all game long, but as far as throwing the ball for Marine City, I I would I don't doubt that they might try to do that, and that's going to be, I think, a big difference in this game is who can hit the big play throwing the ball, who's going to hit the play action. 
when both teams kind of get lulled to sleep with run, run, run. Who's going to hit that play action pass? Because both teams are going to be able to do it, but which one's going to make the play when it counts? Well, it'll be it'll be different styles because uh, okay, it's kind of an old fashioned game because Crane mm-hmm. was going to run the Veer, yes. and Marine City runs an offense that you really only see anymore in the thumb. Yes, um, and what's going to happen here is Marine City's advantage in the throwing game is, I think, the deep ball. Like Marine City can take shots. Right. Every once in a while. They can air it out. Right. I mean, you got guys to throw it to. Anthony Renzel. We mentioned Charles Tigert. Anthony Ruffino. And a guy that can get it to them. Yeah. Whereas Frankenmuth, when they're throwing the ball, it's to keep you honest. Years ago, Marysville used to do it. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. And then all of a sudden, the tight end is open for a, a 35-yard play it's it's not a deep ball it's maybe a 10 yard pass that turns into a a 35 yard play and they just kind of pull it out of their their hat um that's where i see frank i don't see frank with actually like dropping back to throw bombs no and from what i've heard asking again coaches that know more about it than i do um the one thing to look for in this game with you mentioned that frank will run it they'll run it veer veer option option which we'll talk about the timing aspect of that in a little bit. But what they say is once those safeties start to creep up, kind of enter the box, they'll fake it, just a nice tight end pop pass. Or run a play action and just kind of a flood concept, just get everyone on one side, find the open man, hit them 20-yard gain. That's going to be the difference. And you know when I talk to some of the Marine City coaches, that's what kind of hurt them a few years ago is they were focused on the run, focused on the run, focused on the run, and they hit some big plays. Now – they feel that the quarterback now for Frankenmuth it does not necessarily have the arm that the quarterback back in 2017 had for Frankenmuth. So you look at these this situation with these teams, yeah, throwing the ball. I mean, Jeff Heslop has shown time and time again, I mean, he proved to me without a shadow of a doubt he can make big-time throws in the Marysville game. I think the other play that you might see – like one big play in the game from somebody is on a screen pass. Just get them think, get the other team think they're going to send a blitz, send the house on like a second and short or something, and just dump it off. Give Zach Tetler little room to run something like that. Yeah, no, I, just, I could I just because uh, two at certain points, uh, I could see either of these teams having nine guys in the box. Oh, a hundred percent. You're, I mean, you're not off there. It's going to be a very run-heavy game. The clock is going to be moving all game long. And now, again, talking to people that know more about Frankenmuth than I, th- they seem to think that the pause kind of hurts the veer a little more than the wing T. And it, it's not – if you remember the veer that St. Clair used to run when you had Toby and the Meldrums back uh, when Bill Nesbitt was the coach and they made the run to the semifinals, they – were always under center. It was more tight. It was kind of just like a different version of the wing T, just a little more from the flanker position. That Frankenmuth doesn't necessarily that. They'll go out of the shotgun. They'll spread it out a little more and still run the same concepts, but just try to spread you out a little more. Um, but the timing with that, putting guys in motion, snapping the ball just right, that's something that takes a while and why – Coaches usually like to play Frankenmuth earlier in the season and not later once they're clicking on all cylinders. So, I mean, we talk about how much the pause is going to affect them. I think that's something to really consider. 
It's something that we think about more probably than the kids do. Most kids probably don't even realize it. it's a thing. But Frankenmuth has uh, been uh, a Blue Water Area slayer mm-hmm. in the postseason for the past four or five years. Well, we mentioned that 2017 run. They made it to the state semifinals. Beat Almont, beat Marine City, beat Algonac. You go to 2018, beat Richmond, beat Almont. Uh, last year, actually, they didn't. They didn't get to play a Blue Water area team, but this year they beat Bridgeport in the first round, then they beat Almont in the second round. They almost played Richmond in the third round, but they ended up knocking out Corona. I mean, yeah, Frankenmuth has, ha- for whatever reason, has done well against this area. Now, does that does it mean anything in this game that they beat 2017 Algonac? No. But is it something, is it kind of a stat to talk about how for whatever reason, maybe they have a little more confidence. They don't think this area is as good as the league they play in, whatever it might be. Yeah, but does it have any actual bearing on this game? I really don't think so. But it is a, a, a nice little stat to have that they're, what, 6-0 and against Blue Water Area teams in the past three years, four I years? I haven't done a ton of games from Frankenmuth, but I've done a few mm-hmm. um, over the, uh, the years. And uh, another – uh, pattern that, and again, I know it's high school football, so you're changing players constantly. But at home, Frankenmuth tends to start fast. Mm-hmm. They, they always seem to be prepared on on their opening possession. They're prepared defensively for the other team's opening. So it's key that if you give up early points, that you hang in there because the other part about it is at some point the game's going to level out. So just don't get your dig yourself too far of a hole that's what happened to Algonac a few years ago I did that game there at Frankenmuth got early points I, I think they got the first 10 points of the game um and, and it and it took a little while for the Algonac offense to figure it out once they scored the game settled in and it was actually tight until very late in the fourth quarter yeah that was a 17-7 game um Again, back yeah, that was a 10-7 game probably with about four minutes to go and then Frankenmuth put the nail in the coffin with a late touchdown. So, and you talk about getting off to a big start. I think really what their, uh, what a huge factor is going to be, and you might not notice it, and I've talked about it before with Marine City special teams. Felix Kopp is a very good kicker. The starburst return is, it's not a surprise anymore. Well, to most teams, apparently Lincoln and Denby decided, <laughs> didn't realize that because I thought they could stop it. Well, I've seen them you do two starburst returns all year, and I've seen two touchdowns off of kickoffs. <laughs> the opening kickoff against Denby went for a touchdown. Um, but I know Frankenmuth has a solid return t- game. They do this weird, it's, this is, it's almost annoying. They'll like huddle up real close to everything. Then they'll run up like they're going to do an onside, and then they'll back out and spread out like they're going to kick it off. Special teams and hidden yardage is going to be a big difference. Again, Coach Lutzen mentioned this when I talked to him. He goes, every little thing's different. Not catch The difference between catching a punt for a fair catch and getting it on the 25 and letting it bounce and it goes inside the 15 is going to be huge in this game. Every yard is going to make a difference. Is Frankenmuth going to think they can, can uh, stop the starburst? Again, the way you have to do it is basically man up the four guys back there. And now you're asking four different – you have four guys on your kickoff team that you trust to make a one-on-one tackle in the return game. 
that's going to be very hard to do. Do you just squib it and then basically give them the ball at the 35-40 yard line? I, I know teams before have just said, screw it. We're just going to onside kick it every time. They're getting the ball at the 40. Why not give up an extra 10 yards and maybe we get the ball back? So special teams is going to be a huge factor in this game. I bet you there will be a play that turns the tide one way or the other in the special teams game. Um, With the limited time of practice and all the time that's been off and the start and stop and all of that, penalties. How big of a factor will penalties be uh, in all the games across the state but in this one? I think penalties, the ones that you really can attribute to the break and things will be stuff like false starts, illegal formations, offsides, the mental penalties, the ones that you kind of throughout the season kind of weed out and clean out of your system. I mean, yeah, you're going to hold. There's going to be pass interference. There's going to be things like that. But it's going to be the false starts, the not the miscommunication with the sidelines, having to burn a timeout. I've talked before on this podcast how much I hate burning timeouts because you get a play wrong on first and ten, especially in the second half. Um, The the communication is going to be huge. So delay of games, false starts, offsides, mental penalties like that are going to be the ones that maybe make a difference. Because in a game where you want to run, right? first and 15, second and 10, you know, second and 13, things like that are – that's a killer. It is. But I think Marine City, especially with their staff, when I was at their practice, it was focused. Like when they were doing drills, they they were getting it done. But they also didn't seem uptight. They seemed loose and in a good way. Like they weren't messing around, but – it didn't seem like they were like, okay, we have we have a regional final today. Okay, we have to be super prepared. Like, they knew what their goal was. They know what they have coming at them. But they weren't uptight about it. If you know, they weren't like, you know how, like in hockey, they'll say you're gripping the stick too tight. Or in baseball, you're just, you're just getting your own head and you're just trying too hard. They seem to have a nice balance between having fun and it being a business trip. All right, so a Marine City and Franken, with what else do you want to tell us about uh, this game and these teams? I mean, it's going to be a lot of running. Um, if you're one of the 125 people that get to go to the game um, and you want to know a little about Frankenmuth, um, I know from what I've heard they like to run behind the split end. Um, they like to run behind. They have a big old lineman. I believe, let me get the exact size of him. He's uh, – he is a big boy. I want to say he's like 6'8", six, 6'4", um, six, uh, six, 285, sorry. That was the uh, other kid I was thinking of. 6'4", 285. But the thing with him, I wouldn't get scared with the size. And not to knock this kid, but at that size, he only really has offers from NAIA and I think a, sm- and a small D2. And what that tells me is, He's not going to be able to move. He's not going to be a dominating force like you'd expect someone that size to be. Because I'll tell you what, there there are teams, college teams, that will just see a six five O lineman and say, "We'll figure it out later. Get him in here." So they like to run behind him. They like to run sweeps outside. Um, it, if Mariner fans, you're, they're going to run the same defense you do. Um, so it's it's going to be a, a good game. Obviously, I mean, I can say the cliche: the turnover battle is going to be huge. But not necessarily the turnover battle, but I think I mentioned it earlier in the week. The turnovers that have to do with timing, snaps, 
handoffs? Are you going to fumble it? Whether you fumble it and you lose it or not, that's a loss of, what, three, four yards on first down. And Marine City, it's happened to them a couple times this year. I don't know if that'll happen again. I mean, everyone seems to be healthy. And like I, like we said from the very first podcast, Marine City's coaching staff is second to none in the area. And I think if there's anyone to have their team ready after a break like this, I think it's the uh, orange and black. All right. Uh, I, I have a feeling that uh, the defense will win this game over offense um, between these two teams. So over under, do we get to 50 points between the two teams? See, I feel like it's going to be one or the other. I feel like it's either going to be like 13 to 10 or it's going to be 41 to 38. I don't think you're going to have like a 28-24 game. 50 I'm going to go with under. I think yeah, both I'm I mean just I, I'm I'm thinking Brady and I don't know why. Uh, I'm thinking like 21-14. That's kind of the kind of game I'm expecting to see. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be low score. I mean, both teams defense. 24-21, something like that. Do you know what both teams have combined to give up on the year? Both, if you add Next up, to nothing. 131 points in, what, 17 games? So you combine the two defenses, they're averaging giving up a touchdown a game. Yeah, but uh, if you average the two offenses, then the numbers are skewed in the opposite they put, direction. They put up a lot of points. <laughs> but, I mean, between both teams, Marine City has three shutouts. Frankenmuth has two shutouts and about four other games. They have three games where they gave up six points, one where they gave up three, and one where they gave up seven. The Between both teams, the most Frankenmuth's given up is 14 and the most Marine City's given up is actually 28, but that doesn't really count because that was Lincoln's first string against Marine City's JV team when they scored all those points. Yeah. So really it's the 21 against Marysville. So should be uh, very, very interesting. Should have two other interesting games uh, as well on Saturday, and uh, we'll touch a little bit uh, more on uh, both North Branch uh, and Ubley's games uh, after we come back from the uh, break and stick around too because at the end of everything we'll tell you who we think is going to uh, win the games um it, it's an abbreviated uh picks uh and uh i'm not going to even uh, keep score when i beat brady three to nothing we're probably going to agree on mo- <laughs> on them <laughs> i know but i had to get a dig in Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer, teach your grandkids to fish? Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. The City of Marysville continues to strive to be a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. Go to our City of Marysville webpage at cityofmarysvillemi.com to find employment opportunities, business assistance, learn about our outstanding Marysville public school system, or just book a round of golf at Marysville Golf Course. Marysville, a great place to visit, a better place to live, and a great place to open a business. And remember, the sun always shines in Marysville. Precision Care has been locally owned and operated in Marine City and has served the Blue Water community for over 25 years. Precision Care is the leading property and landscape contractor in St. Clair County. Always looking to hire the best people? Check out their website at precisioncarellc.com. Click on the Application for Employment tab and send in your resume today. Precision Care is a proud supporter of local athletics at all levels. Call today at 810-765-7968. For all your landscaping needs, it's Precision Care, LLC. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you are uh, back. Well, let's uh, talk about uh, a couple other games that are going on. Uh, North Branch, of course, has a home game against Detroit uh, Country Day. Um, the North Branch statistics are going to probably take up most of the segment. So let me start. With good measure. Let me start. Uh, Country Day is 6-1. and one. Good reason, I should say. Um, and actually, uh, of the six-game regular season, they only played four. Uh, COVID got in the way of, of their schedule, and they missed uh, two games. But um, Jacob Yarbury is kind of the big-name guy on this team. He's a senior running back. But here's the thing. COVID got him, and he missed some action this year. And the the game that he missed was against Pawpaw, who at the time they were a top-10 team. So it was a big showdown between two teams that were top-10 in Country Day and Pawpaw. And with a freshman and sophomore running back um, filling in for the star player, that was one of their 
biggest off. It was their second biggest offensive output of the season. They won the game 37-17. Uh, a freshman, Gabe Winovich, had a 62-yard touchdown run in that game against Pawpaw. And uh, a sophomore running back, Graham uh, Doman, who also kicks for uh, them, had I think it was a 27-yard touchdown uh, run. They have a junior quarterback, Brandon Mann, who can throw the ball. Again, I don't know what the conditions are going to be like at North Branch on Saturday uh, afternoon um, and if it's going to be conducent. But Yarberry's the guy that can run. It looks like they've got a little bit of depth, at least at the running back position with some young guys. Um, they've got a quarterback that can throw the, the football. And here's the other thing um, uh, that sticks out like a sore thumb with them. Caleb Turnin. 6'7", 305-pound offensive lineman, and he lines up alongside William Legon, who's 6'3", 270. Yeah, and I think the one plays um, uh, D, uh, D ta- or D-end. One of them plays D-tackle. Both of them have college offers. The defensive end is going to Northwestern. Yeah, So, but here's the, here's the difference between Country Day and North Branch. North Branch has been steamrolling – Everybody. They, they, they've they had two games all season, three games, because the Ortonville game was 21-21 at the half. They, they've had half. two and a half games all season where uh, there was anything in question or anything in doubt. And actually, when I was looking through stuff, the first Croslex game, they were up 27-8, to eight, right. and it finished 27-20 because well, Croslex Cros- scored two touchdowns in the fourth. Croslex had a chance to – score at the end of the game yeah. too so it they did make so it. they were ha- making like a furious comeback right. in that game but for a lot of that game north branch was in control was in control but um by the way weather for north branch on saturday 36 degrees partly cloudy 10 percent chance of precipitation four mile an hour winds it's going to be uh, a pretty clean day so the, the the an average country day game is 18 to 10 Low scoring. Low scoring. So what I envision here is when Country Day has got the ball on offense, they're going to try to use the clock, stay on the field, um, and keep the ball away from North Branch. And that's probably a pretty good game plan, uh, Brady, because the 9-0 and Broncos have scored 389 points this year. That's 43.2 points a game. They almost average as many points as passing yards. The Broncos Broncos don't throw the ball. Uh, They've only attempted 44 passes this season in nine games. They they average 43.7 yards passing and 43.2 yards in points. But this team gets over 423 yards a game, and they rush on average for 380 yards every single game. Think about that. They've had one game this season where they didn't rush for 300 yards. 380 yards a game. A game. They have outscored their opponents this season 121 to 27 in the first quarter. They've outscored them in the second quarter 146 to 22. They have not given up a third quarter point this season 48 to nothing. And in the fourth quarter they've outscored their opponents 
uh, 74 to 27. And in most of that, it was coast in time. Yeah. Um, uh, and the re- yeah, the reason their, their offensive numbers are down in the second half is because they are always playing running time in the second half. Yes. Um, that, that is almost a, a total consistency. Um, Brandon Martin is their first option. Here's why. He averages 10.6 yards a carry. 131 rushes for 1,388 yards and 19 touchdowns in nine games this season. Repeat that one more time. 131 carries for 1,388 yards and 19 touchdowns in nine games this season. Good Lord. So he's averaging what, like 160 yards a game or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we, we added it up yesterday. It was like 150-something. A ridiculous amount. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's their first option. Here's their second option. <laughs> this is their second option. Jacob Ranney, 110 carries for 965 yards and nine touchdowns. So here's a guy averaging 100 and I think it's 110 yards a game and a touchdown a game, and he's your second option. Mm-hmm. He's your second option. Oh, it just keeps getting more ridiculous. Keep going He's on. your second option. Quarterback Will Damasca has rushed 74 times for 540 yards and 14 touchdowns. <laughs> Plus, despite the fact he's only thrown 40 passes all season and only completed 24, Five of them have been touchdowns. So you have like a 20% chance. Of and if he throws a pass, it's going to be a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> Drake Deshetsky is option number four, and he rushed for 402 yards this year, scored six touchdowns, and he's their leading receiver out of the backfield. He has 11 catches for 174 yards and three touchdowns. You still didn't even mention the stat that just made my jaw drop yesterday. <laughs> I can't. I have so many stats, I can't even re- remember which ones the, that I told you. You know how many rushing touchdowns they average a game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they average five and a half rushing touchdowns in every game. Five and a half rushing touchdowns. There are teams that might not have five rushing touchdowns on the year. <laughs> that might have played their seven games and not gotten five rushing touchdowns. In nine games this year, I think it's 49 rushing touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. And 48 of them have come from four players. Martin has 19, Damasca has 14, Ranny has 9, Deshetsky has 6. The only other guy to rush for a touchdown for them is Antonio Soto, who's only had 8 carries all season, but rushed for 78 yards. Good Lord. <laughs> like, when, when I told you they were video game numbers, those are video game numbers. Like, <laughs> What? Really? Five and a half rushing touchdowns. You're going to have two guys at 1,000 yards essentially in 10 games. Yeah, if, if Randy gets uh, 35 yards uh, on so, okay, Saturday against carries, con- Country Day, uh, the, they'll have 2,000-yard rushers. All right, so we talked about all those stats. And, and if he scores a touchdown in that game and he averages a touchdown a game, they'll have three players with at least 10 touchdowns in a game. And and if Dushesky gets a touchdown – 
he'll have 10 touchdowns this year because he's got six rushing and three receiving. <laughs> uh, that's why – I mean, how do you game plan for that? I mean, all right, now, I mean, we talk about the actual game part now. You have a country day team coming in that is specializes in keeping the score low. You have a North Branch team that comes in specializing in running the ball down your throat until the time's out. <laughs> um, but And finishing every yes, drive with yes. six or seven points. Yes. I mean, but before, I mean, look at North Branch's defense. Open the year with a shutout. Followed that up with a shutout. Then it was the 27-20 game against Croslex. Seven points against Richmond. Shut out Emily City. 28-21 against Armada. Shut out Yale. Shut out Croslex. Gave up 28 points to Ortonville Brandon, who up to that point was putting up much more than 28 points. Against and him. shut Ortonville Brandon down in the second half because yes. they outscored him in the second half 26-7 in that game. Yeah. So you're bringing in a country day team, and credit to you, you mentioned this point month and a half ago. Country Day has to come up from Birmingham or Bloomfield Hills or wherever Country Day is is at, a very rich part of Michigan, and come up from the city and go to the the fields of North Branch, Michigan. Those b- Before this game, I'm sure Country Day kids couldn't pick North Branch out on a map. And they have to go up there and they have to go to a, basically a field and play a football game. And North Branch gets to sit right at home and do it. That is a huge difference. And, and here's the other thing, okay? The, the, just the bus ride. There's no easy way to get there. There's no easy way where, where the campus of Country Day is located uh, at like 13 in Lasser or whatever it is. There's just no easy way to get to, to North Branch. I guess I guess you have to to get to I don't know Hall Road to Van Dyke to and then just take that all the way up. Let's see what Google Maps says. It says it's going to take about an hour and a half, and yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. They basically get up to seventy five, take that, and then they take back roads basically the whole way. Yeah, like. They have to go through Dryden, like, <clears throat> once they get past Auburn Hills and they get off 24, it's it's back roads. Go through Attica. <laughs> They're, I mean, it's... So so the, the bus drive alone is going to be a brutal one for them. And then, then they're going to get off the bus. And I don't know, for those of you who have never been to Country Days campus and i know a lot of the north branch people are familiar with it north branch girls played saw so- in the softball uh regional there a few years back and i think the entire town in north branch was there they took up the whole first base side of the field but there's astro turf and it's uh, and the football field is just ridiculous mm-hmm. um instead of fences it's surrounded with pine trees and like it's it's just it's like going on a college campus and they're going to get off that bus and they're going to go out and play in a cornfield. Yeah. And North Branch is going to embrace it. And it yeah, it might be a little culture shock to them. That is something that yeah, you, we really don't talk about too much and I mean it really doesn't affect it that often, but yeah. 
It's going to be uh, – I think it's a huge home field advantage. I think so. Fans or not, I think it's a huge home and field advantage. And the 125 advantage. fans for North Branch are probably going to be really loud. And it – yeah. It's going to be uh, – they get hit in the mouth early. They're going to go, what the hell is going on up here in the country? When – if the wind is whipping through and there, there's nothing to knock it down. Well, luckily for, I guess, country day in that case, it's not supposed to be a lot of wind tomorrow. But, yeah, that's a big factor. And it's not often that your team's playing country day and people are saying you're the favorite and you have the advantage. But that might be. I, I, I think uh, in, in this case that uh, North Branch has an advantage here. All right. Um, and normally, uh, you know, normally country day is one of those programs just because it's country day. You hear the name. And that's worth a touchdown. Right. But I mentioned this, I think, a couple podcasts ago. They don't seem to have the same, at least to me, mystique as like De La Salle, Brother Rice, <clears throat> uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Maybe that's just me. But, I mean, granted, they seem to be a mainstay in the semifinals at least. Um, but it just... I don't know. Maybe it is the whole mystique of going down there and having to play there, but I don't. I don't know. I don't think that this North Branch team would be intimidated by anybody. No. Um, and here's something else: their game against Armada earlier in the year was canceled, so they didn't get to go somewhere kind of back roadsy and play. Now it's interesting that you bring up Armada because uh, Armada is the one team that gave North Branch probably its toughest game all year. Outside of Crosslex. Outside of Crosslex. But, again, I know more about that Crosslex game now and that for three quarters North Branch was was kind of in control. There wasn't a point in that Armada game where the score was, out of- w- was a couple touchdowns ahead for anybody. Yeah. And the other stat you gave me, I don't think you mentioned it, North Branch has only been outscored in two quarters all year. Yes. Uh, the entire season, there's only been two quarters in which their opponent has scored more points than they have in that quarter. Um, and uh, one of those was like extreme garbage time. Yes. I think it might have been the Richmond game. No, no, no they were both cross-lex. It was, it was like the second quarter and the fourth quarter of yeah. the cross-lex game. So, yeah. Yeah. And only in one game this year have they been outscored in a quarter. Think about that. All right. All well, right. Carson City Crystal Eagles are 6-1, and one, and they kind of remind me uh, of, of Country Day. Um, Country Day, I said, the, they, they average 18 points a game, and they give up 10 points a game. Uh, Carson City Crystal scored 29 points a game and give up 17 points a game. So they're not blowing teams off the map, but they're they're controlling their, their games. Uh, this is more of a history lesson about these teams because they're actual individual teams this year. It was hard to get much information. But I can tell you, Carson City Crystal, in the last nine years, have really created a nice program. 59-27 and 27 is their record over the last nine years. Eight winning seasons. The one year they didn't have a winning season, they went 5-5 five and five in 2019. Still made the playoffs. Still made the playoffs. Seven playoff appearances in the nine-year stretch. Um, but here's the thing. Four and six in the ten postseason games they've played, and they're 3-0 and in this year's playoffs. So this is kind of new territory for them. This is actually the first time that they've re- reached the regionals 
since 1999, and that was the only other time they, they've gotten that far into the uh, the postseason. So they have, uh, I think it's um, six playoff wins in school history. And half of And half of them have come in this year's playoffs. Jeez. So, I mean, they're, they're doing things right, but yeah, so, I'll but believe. This is kind of like the birth of their their program in, in terms of like uh, trying to establish themselves as a power. And you, the history lesson for Ubley is, is just ridiculous. I mean, we've gone through it before. It's what? They're looking to make their eighth semifinal, I think. Well, they've they've played – let's see. Okay, they've played for 14 district titles, and they've won eight district titles. Um, uh, they've – They've played for seven regional titles. This will be their eighth, and they have won six of their seven regional final games. Um, so they've played six semifinals, and they made it to the finals in 2008 where they lost to Traverse City St. Francis, who's actually uh, – that was the fifth of their six state titles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And they've been to nine. Yeah, when we went back and looked at all the teams that made semifinals, I remember Ubley was one of the teams that kept coming up, like yeah. one of the premier in the state. So uh, – and St. Francis has made the playoffs 34 times in the last 38 years. Yeah. And gone to nine state title games. Yeah, okay. Winning winning six. So the one time Ubley got to the state finals, it, unfortunately it was right in the middle of a Traverse Saint, City St. Francis barnstorm. Um, but um, Ubley is, uh, is 199 and 107 since 1992. That's impressive. That's a, so they're going for their 200th win. So that that's a that's a 28 uh, year stretch in which they've had 22 winning seasons and 20 playoff appearances. <laughs> yeah, Ubley. I think. I mean, like I said before, they, uh, couple couple other here. Uh, let's see. They've made it 18 times in the last 20 years. 20 playoff seasons. They've lost in the first round only six times. And it's only happened to them three times in their last 16 playoff appearances. Yeah, and who are they? So they lost in the first round in three of their first four playoff appearances. And since then, 16 out of the next uh, 19, they've at least won one playoff game. And in most of those years, they've won two and three. Which, and this was a year also where we kind of rode off um, (laughs) ugly after their start. Uh, yeah, they started one and two, and we're thinking, oh, Ubley's down this year. Yeah. And they haven't lost since, and they've only been challenged in one game since. Yeah, and that was a really good Unionville Seaboying team that they knocked off in overtime. Then they absolutely took it to Flint Beecher in the yeah. district finals. Everybody I, they've played since week three when they lost to Sandusky 38-20. to Everybody they've played since then, except USA, they have blown out. And I think this, I mean, I don't think that they are going to have too much trouble with Carson City Crystal. I mean, I don't want to spoil our pick segment, but if there was one team I felt most confident about, it's probably ugly, if we're being honest. Um, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll reserve until uh, after the uh, the break on on that all right but yeah the bearcats because i don't want to sway your opinion <laughs> uh, I, I want you to to go with all your picks and then i can crush you okay whatever you say <laughs> um ugly yeah and then they're gonna have a road trip should they win this game whether it's to the middle of the lower peninsula or 
the Wisconsin border, they're going somewhere far away. Yeah, and that's the that's the difference that uh, what two points make because if they win the Harbor Beach game, that might swing that mm-hmm. um, scenario. But uh, uh, at, at, yeah, at, at any rate, um, that that's the other thing we should mention is that North Branch wins. North Branch is going to stay at home, mm-hmm. um, and if Marine City wins at Frankenmuth, Marine City is going to play the next game at home. Yeah. So uh, those that's big. Ubley's going to have to go on the road. Ubley would have to matter. go on the road, but. Um, they have to focus on on this one first, and yeah, we'll do that. We'll make our picks of these three games when we come back in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit TP logos.com to see their vast selection of products including badger sportswear nike north face richardson hats carhartt and more they're open weekdays 8 30 to 4 30 or by appointment don't wait weeks for your gear tp logos will have it in days located across from walt braun viking stadium in marysville preferred charters is a privately owned and operated transportation service located in michigan for the past 13 years well known for customer service and well-maintained equipment From sightseeing tours to conventions, corporate transfers, sports teams, parades, sporting events, and private charters, Preferred Charters has the wheels and wherewithal to ensure the smoothest ride with drivers that are the best in the business. Call 810-982-7433 and let Preferred Charters do the driving. 
For full-service residential and commercial network installation and management, you need Andrew Thompson at Thompson Engineering. Thompson Engineering will install and maintain long and short-range point-to-point links, install security cameras, access controls, and provide audio-video engineering. Visit online at thompson-engineering.com or call them at 810-221-1667. That's 810-221-1667. Thompson Engineering, network and radio solutions that work. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and Brady. I didn't have any flashy music or, or anything. No. It's only three games. I mean, we still could have played the flat. We haven't heard the music in a while, but <laughs> maybe, maybe if I'm feeling up to it, I'll just edit it in right now. Smash Mouth wins games in the thumb. Touchdown! The Eagles not even in park anymore. They're in reverse. Credit to that Marysville defense. I think that's going to be to their advantage, actually. I think Northern wins. To the 10, to the 5, you can forget about it. Into the end zone for a touchdown for the Big Reds. Forget about it. Darius Watson says, give me six points. I think you both have valid points. I just think you're wrong. And that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. All right, so if you heard if you heard it then I was I was a go-getter and put it in and if not I was just being lazy. I did come today to record in my slippers, so Yeah, I was going to let that slide. Yeah. No, At least you don't look like a lumberjack. Why, why do you the last, hate the flannels? The, the last one, you, you were dressed like a lumberjack. Anyway, time for the picks. <laughs> there may or may not be music playing. I don't know right now. little post-editing. But anyway, let's start. There isn't going to be any with, music. <laughs> now I'm going to do it just to spite you. Um, That's why I said it. <laughs> um, and anyway, he uh, the first game we're going to do, let's start with Ubley, again, hosting Carson City Crystal. Ubley, since their 1-2 start, rattled off six straight wins. Not only are you going to tell me who's going to win, Dennis, you're going to give me the score. The Bearcats, do they go to their seventh semifinal game? Yeah, the, their record in regionals is outstanding. Um, they're on a roll. They seem to have the machine going. Uh, in spite of the layoff, I see Ubley not only winning, but uh, Brady, I'm going to say the Ubley Bearcats 35, Carson City Crystal Eagles 8. Wow. You're not too far off from what I was going to say. I was going to go Ubley. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna roll. I think this is going to be one of the, the bigger blowouts in not only the area, but probably the state for a regional final. Give me Ubley 38. Carson City Crystal, they'll score a couple late touchdowns or points to make it somewhat respectable. 38-17, Bearcats roll to the semifinals. All right, Detroit Country Day, we talked about it. It has to make that long, long trek to the country, to the Broncos of North Branch. Broncos in unfamiliar territory playing for a regional championship. Country Day just seems like they're here every year, but we went over those stats earlier in the episode. Does Country Day come up? Do they knock off the Broncos, or does the buzzsaw in North Branch just keep humming along? Well, North Branch averages five and a half rushing touchdowns uh, 
uh, per game. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Bronco fans, you're only going to get five. Um, North Branch, 35. Country Day, 14. You, you're, so you're saying it's going to be a blowout. Uh, it's going to be a, a three-touchdown win for North Branch. Uh, uh, again, um, uh, Country Day, if Country Day is going to win this game, they have to win this game um, 17 to 14, something like that, because Country Day isn't going to score. A, a, they're not going to score three touchdowns. Uh, it's it's not the way they're beating other other teams. Um, or, or maybe at the most they're going to score three touchdowns, but you're not going to hold this North Branch team to to under 30 points. You're just See, not. okay, I, I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think. I mean, Detroit Country Day, I mean, they have a Big Ten defensive lineman. That throws a wrench in any running game. I don't care how good it is, especially at the high school high school level, excuse me. No, Country Day really doesn't put up a lot of points. I don't think you're going to see a 40-point output from North Branch in this game. I think they're going to win, but I don't think they're going to see the offensive success. You look at North Branch in their close games when they've been challenged, 27 points, 28 points. It's when, when they're challenged, they don't put up those gaudy numbers. I don't think they're going to put up gaudy numbers. I think they get 24 points, but I think they hold Country Day to somewhere. I will, let's go 24-13 North Branch rolls go to the first semifinal game. Yeah, I don't know. Daniel Martin's uh, worst game this season is 93 yards. He's going to go over 100 yards in this game, and North Branch is, is going to win. All right. now to These the, are the two games, North Branch and Ubley, that I'm very confident in. Yes, now to the game that, as far as I'm concerned, especially now after this uh, layoff, is as close to a coin flip as you can get. A Frankenmuth team that is senior-heavy, uh, against the Marine City team, a younger team, but has been just as poised as a senior team. Um, it's it's a game that, you know, who knows? You can hear it live on GetStuckOnSports.com. Broadcast starts at 1240 tomorrow or Saturday afternoon, 1 o'clock kickoff. I will be on the call stream too. Dennis, who wins this game? Because I don't feel confident in anything I'll say. It's tied at 21 it goes to overtime. Mariners get a stop, and Cop kicks a field goal. 24-21 Marine City in OT. <sighs> that is a very – if that happens, that I will be very impressed. <laughs> that is a very specific <laughs> prediction. Hey, let's have some fun with it, right? Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, no, what I'm going to do I, – I said it's either going to be a barn burner, you're going to see 70-some points, or it will be around 40. I'm electing for the latter. Um, I think with some time off, there's going to be a little bit of the, a few hiccups. Defense is usually a little ahead of the offense at the beginning of the year. I think that'll hold true here as well. If this, if I had to pick this game back in November, I think I would have picked Frankenmuth. The time off seems to be a great equalizer. I'm going to go 17-13. I, I mean, coin flip, I'm going to go with Marine City. I think their coaching staff is going to have them ready. 17-13, Marine City wins, and it's just going to be one of these old-school four yards in a cloud of dust football games. And I, I think I'll be calling a game from East China Stadium on the 16th. All right, there you have it. We, we agree on who's going to win in every game. Uh, maybe we're a little bit of uh, homers 
Um, this Marine City Frankenmuth game, I don't know who's going to win it. No, Brady, I, 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 I don't. Mean, even during the last break, I'm like, all right, who who am I picking? Am I, I I almost pick Frankenmuth. I um, I don't know. But I, I do think I don't know why I do think North Branch is going to beat Country Day, and and I do think they're going to do it by a couple of touchdowns. I think they'll do it by. It won't be a one score game at the end, but I think Country Day is going to they're going to hold them down a little bit. I think they're, it's going to take them a little bit to get going. And I'm probably not giving Carson City Crystal enough credit because I don't know much about them, but I just feel like Upley's going to crush them. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I I don't see anything wrong with it. So. Wow, we haven't done a pick segment in two months, and it feels amazing. <laughs> Five and a half touchdowns per game rushing. Yeah. And, hey, again, tomorrow, Saturday, 1240 p.m. will be when the broadcast goes live. Get stuck on sports.com, Marine City, Frankenmuth. Tell all your friends the place to listen to the game because only 125 of you are getting in. You done? I'm done. You sure? I think so. If not, I'll babble on tomorrow. You're you're not gonna you're not gonna sleep tonight. Nope, not at all. You know, my phone's gonna be dinging at one o'clock in the morning, asking me some mundane question that I can't answer. You can answer all the mundane questions. <laughs> it's like your specialty. Yeah, it is. It is. I'll have to tell you about what I uh, sparkled the other day. Oh God! All right, this has gone on long enough. <laughs> Uh, Brady on Saturday with the football game, and uh, then uh, we'll be back with another podcast on Monday to tell you how it all turned out and uh, whether we're uh, we're good at our jobs or we're idiots. <laughs> I think some that they already know that. <laughs> Me too. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is stuck on sports.